Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 137. It's Linux in the Ham Shack, recorded live on Thursday, October 18th, 2018. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by the Linux in the Ham Shack crew, Russ Woodman, K5TUX. Cheryl Jones, W5MOO, and Bill Stearns, NE4RD, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, Jim Wilson, K5ND, and Bill Stearns, NE4RD, the aforementioned Bill Stearns, uh, they were here to talk about Jamboree on the air. That's coming up this weekend. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube and check that out. A few announcements before we get started. First of all, School Club Roundup ends tomorrow. I've been doing that all week and uh, we've got one more day left. So if you haven't been on the air to talk to some schools, uh, get on the air and, and give the schools a call. They'll be going until 2359 Zulu tomorrow night. So uh, give them a call, and um, they would appreciate uh, getting some contacts. And then Joda starts. So we talked about that last week, uh, but uh, Joda's going to be uh, going. So give the scouts a call this weekend if you can. And uh, also, we need to talk about the T-shirts. Uh, we've got the limited edition Ham Talk Live T-shirts with the May Your Grid Square Be Yours on the back. And uh, we need to wrap those orders up here in the next week or two. So uh, we'll give you another week or two, and then uh, we'll get the orders placed. So go to our link on Facebook or Twitter, or you can go to hamtalklive.com and click on the show schedule link. And then there's a link to a Google form to fill out for your order. And then you can just PayPal, uh, the money to me. And, uh, the PayPal link is on there at the end of the order form. 
and um, we'll get those ordered and get those sent out. So um, again, a week or two here, and then uh, we're going to get that order rolling. And last thing, uh, the ARL division director ballots, uh, those should be in the mail now. Uh, you should have yours by now or or in just a very few days. So if you're an ARRL member in the Central, Hudson, New England, Northwestern, or Roanoke divisions, uh, you should have a ballot or have it in the next just couple of days. So make sure you vote, and ballots are due back to Newington by November 16th. So uh, please watch your mail for your ballot. Uh, don't miss that. And if you don't receive your ballot, uh, please let ARRL staff know because otherwise they just assume everything's fine and you didn't miss one. And uh, we know that's uh, happened from time to time with mail and everything. So, uh, you know, just if you don't see that, let them know and, and, uh, and they can uh, take care of that. So get your questions ready to go. After the interview, you can call us. The telephone number, 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us at HamTalkLive, or you can send a question via Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. So I'll be back with Russ, Cheryl, and Bill right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on HamTalkLive. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com, or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? Here's the snap. Rap takes the rig. He breaks through the pileup. He's on 80. Now 40. Now 20. 15. 10. Two meters. Touchdown. Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show. Once again, to bring you Ham Talk Live, they'll be at Greenville, Tennessee this weekend on October 20th, and then LaGrange, Georgia on October 27th, but you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. 
Well, our guest tonight, Russ Woodman, K5TUX, first licensed in 1993, is N1UYE in northern Maine. And when he moved to Missouri, he was assigned a zero call. And then the vanity call signs came along and he got K5TUX to uh, celebrate the, the whole Linux and open source thing. Uh, he operates the uh, digital modes, PSK31, FreeDV, some CW, some sideband, and for more than six years, he's been the co-host of the amateur radio podcast Linux in the Ham Shack, which records every other Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And you can find more information about that at lhspodcast.info. Cheryl Jones, W5MOO, is the social media guru of the Lennox and the Ham Shack podcast team, and uh, she makes a mean piece of cake as well. She stays on top of the news and uh, has the, the recipe segment, and due to her Facebook addiction, um, she is actually friends on Facebook with Jaden K. Smith. Okay, not really, but... We thought we'd throw that in there. And Bill Stearns, NE4RD, is a self-proclaimed nerd, enough so that he made his call sign NE4RD. And uh, he was originally licensed in 1994 at the Melbourne Ham Fest in Florida as KE4RGH. And uh, he's um, been an active member of Civil Air Patrol, past president of the Amateur Radio Association of Southwest Florida, contester, satellite operator, and uh, into some VHF stuff. And now he's in, uh, lives in Billings, Montana with his wife and three children. He's a software and systems engineer, podcast, and generally nerdy guy. You can also find him on Linux in the Ham Shack. And he's been a co-host since May 2016. And our reports on radio scouting on Amateur Radio Newsline. And, and right now he is somewhere in in cheeseland in wisconsin like like coming home from dinner or something i don't know russ what, what what's going on here with bill i don't know what's going on bill uh, with bill i mean we never really do sometimes he's uh you know a normal kind of co-host guy and other times we don't know where his brain is but Apparently he's just somewhere riding in a car in outside of Milwaukee right now. I I don't know what what he's doing, but there you go. Hey, I'm um, deep in the heart of Milwaukee. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he's back there. There he yeah. is, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Stearns, NE4RD, and I believe I'll have to go back in the records and check, but I believe you're the first person to be on the show back to back weeks. I'm I'm setting records daily. That's that's really what we are. And of course, I did want to make one correction. We do record every Monday night now. We uh, changed up the format after we uh, took our break in uh, in October of last year, and kind of took off the fourth quarter. And we came back uh, January with a fury, and uh, we started okay. doing a podcast every week. So you can catch uh, us on LHS podcast every week now. Well, that's what I get for copying stuff off the website. So. Obviously, the website. There we go. Been- <laughs> yeah, apparently, we have some uh, outdated information somewhere because I've actually been on the show since it started um, with 
my first co-host or actual host richard kb5jbv and i want to say that our first episode was released somewhere on or about this day in october back in 2008 so it's been 10 years yeah wow very yeah, good it was, it was towards the middle to end of october when the first show yep. happened. so it, it might have actually been the 18th who knows but it's been 10 years and we're still amazed that we're still doing it well, you're over 250 episodes now, so that's that's pretty impressive. We we took the Mozilla route for the last year. We retooled and decided to start putting out episodes a lot more frequently so we could pump those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to I got to tell this this story because this episode actually kind of originated because of of the following story. I went to see a friend of mine in Springfield, Missouri, never been to Springfield, Missouri before. And so I get to the hotel, we rush out to Lambert's to dinner and and get back. And I'm promised all my satellite friends, Hey, I'm going to get some of those grid squares you need while I'm on the trip. So I'm going back out to my car at like 10 o'clock at night from the hotel and going to sit in the hotel parking lot, hoping that no one sees me out there sitting by myself, talking into a microphone so that we can get these guys, their, their grid squares. And so I get in the car, I turn on my radio and I see that there's somebody parked next to me and, and there's this guy sitting there alone in the car next to me. And I'm like, great. This guy's going to see, you know, that I'm out here working satellites. He's probably going to think I'm, you know, like, you know, creating havoc of some kind. And then all of a sudden there's this knock on the window and it's Russ. So Russ is parked next to me at the hotel and says, hi, just wanted to introduce myself. I'm K5TUX, you know, and I'm like, uh, oh, <laughs> that, that, that was, that was, that was quite the adventure. It was interesting because I, as you, uh, put in here that I was, I was actually driving for Uber that night and just happened to roll into that particular hotel, uh, dropping off a rider who had, you know, been out at the bar and enjoying himself that evening. So uh, I pull in and I see this car with ham radio antennas all over it and a big ham talk live sticker on it and uh, WB9, you know, VPG on the back. And I'm like, wait, I know that person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so, but you weren't in the car at that time. So I dropped my rider off and I pulled around and I parked next to you and I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? How do I make contact with Neil? You know, cause you weren't in the car and I didn't want to like run into the lobby and say, Hey, what room is Neil in and all that. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so I was thinking of actually just, you know, writing a note and putting it under your windshield wiper. So you would you know, pick it up and see it the next day or whatever and say, ah, you know, Russ K5TUX was here and saw it. And then all and all that, I was getting. I got back in my car and I was just about to leave. And all of a sudden, you walk out of the hotel to jump in and start doing some satellite work. 
And I was like, well, I couldn't believe my good luck. So, <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, while you were doing that, you probably thought I was thinking you were crazy, and I actually kind of thought you were a little crazy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but there you go. We, we met, and here we are again. But Yes, and here we are again. And we, uh, we said, oh, hey, we need to... Uh, we need to do a show together at some point. So, so here we are. So this podcast, Linux in the ham shack, you're over 250 episodes now. And, and you guys talk about an important aspect of ham radio. In fact, it's one of the biggest things I think that's, that's happened to ham radio since I've been in ham radio, at least, um, is computing. I mean, what's a ham shack now without a computer there to, to log, to interface with stuff, to do digital communications and, and all kinds of stuff. But you get into some other topics too. We get into the, uh, to the, um, recipe segment and, and the, the news and contests and, and stuff like that. But, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the podcast and how they can tune in to you guys. All right. Well, we have, had a few iterations over the last 10 years and the current iteration we have split the show into a couple of different types of segments where now we do one week where we pick a topic of particular interest and we dive very deeply into it we talk about everything we know about it sometimes we bring in experts um, we let you know all of the resources we've found about a particular thing and we talk as much about a particular topic as, you know, we can without, we hope, getting too boring. And then on the alternate weeks, we do sort of a double recording. We talk about contests and news in the amateur radio world and in open source. Talk about conferences that are coming up and things that you can do in open source and in amateur radio and how you can combine those two hobbies, which is the focus of our podcast. And then we kind of take a departure and we record a second episode on alternate Mondays where we just talk about the stuff we want to talk about. You know, the good movies we've seen, good music we've listened to, some whiskey or beer you should try out, recipes and all that kind of thing. So we've tried to make it as much about as much as possible to be of interest to as many people as possible and also just to keep it interesting and fun. So we hope we're doing that. But if you go back and listen to the earlier episodes, we were a lot more, you know, really technology and amateur radio and open source and computer focused. And which we still try to make it fun, but we didn't uh, dive into external topics and things like that. But we always try to keep it interesting. The The original format used to be a lot longer, too. It used to be an hour and a half to two hours per episode. Now we're chopping that back to 30 to 45 minutes to give you uh, sort of smaller nuggets and, and keep things moving faster and, and be more entertaining. So um, that's what it's all about. At least that's what we're trying to do. And we touch on all kinds of weird things, too. Everything from science to technology to what the AWRL is doing to governments to how to use the computer in your shack to, you know, just about any topic you can think of. And then along comes this, this new co-host because you, I read on, uh, on your website that you currently have a co-host hiatus program for, for all we of your, do. your, your co-hosts. 
Yeah, they're, they don't ever really go away. They just sort of semi-retire. And we keep them up on the webpage just so everybody knows who they once were. And we're kind of like a little bit like a meat grinder when it comes to co-hosts. You know, they come in, we chew them up, we spit them back out, and then we move on to the next one. Um, and Bill is the current iteration of that right now. He, he hasn't been completely ground into the floor yet, so he's still with us. Um, <laughs> I expect he may last still middle of 2019, something like that, before we have to replace him. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the odds against me here, you know? <laughs> Uh, but he uh, ha- he has done work with uh, ARN, so he's he was familiar with podcasting. He just happened to be in the right place in the right time when the last co-host, Rich, uh, had to bail out on us. And he jumped in, was able to fill the role uh, with no introduction or no uh, instruction, really. Uh, just hit the ground running. And, you know, for the last more than two years, uh, we've, uh, I think, really put a good thing together here. Now, Bill, we're going to put you to, to work here if, if you're you're where you can now. We're going sure. to talk about some uh, some digital modes and and how you know computing, um, whatever platform you're on, um, has uh, <clears throat> led to all these new modes, and, and maybe you know we'll t- we'll sp- spend a little bit of time specifically on Linux as well, but. Uh, let's talk about some of these digital modes that are out there that uh, computing has revolutionized um, those in ham radio. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there was, I remember a time, uh, was it two years ago when JT65 came out and, and uh, people started taking that up and started growing and started growing. And, and uh, we started looking at the numbers of uh, people switching to digital versus uh CW and sideband, and I remember seeing a graph. I think we uh, we ran that graphic on our uh, on our podcast. Uh, the 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 amount of contacts going into club log at the time had kind of like had a dramatic uh, uh, step function. <laughs> you know, <laughs> digital was going up and everything else was going down. And uh, yeah, and then and then this thing came out about a year or so later called FT8. And oh my goodness, <laughs> I haven't seen a new graphic, but I'm sure that uh, we had a we have a whole new level of uh, of uh, changes in the dynamics of what kind of contacts are going on now. And then you know, let's fast forward to you know just the past few weeks. There's this new thing called uh, JS8 call, which kind of uses the FT8 call or FT8 protocols. Um, they actually started out as FT8 call, like we mentioned last week, <laughs> yeah. and I had to change the name, and uh, so now it's JS8 call, and lo and behold, we're going to be using it this weekend for Jamboree on the Air, <laughs> and uh, it's starting to become quite pervasive, and I just saw an email from uh, the ARRL this, uh, just yesterday from the contest thing that uh, we're going to be using FT8 at the Ritty Roundup. Coming in January, so uh, yeah, this stuff is taking uh, taking the, the whole world by storm uh, for amateur radio, and it's great because the tools come from, you know, uh, you know Joe Taylor and his group there over at what was that Princeton, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's cross platform. It's available in Mac OS, you know, Windows and Linux, 
and even JS8 Call is, is, is available everywhere. I mean, these people are uh, finally getting the point that, you know, if you're going to put something out in amateur radio, which is the original open source, you know, you need to have it so it's available everywhere and that there's no limitations on uh, what we can use. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great time to be an amateur radio right now. Yeah, I was doing some um, upgrading uh, today of some software um, at school and noticed that uh, in one of the updates, I think it was uh, maybe DX Keeper or N1MM, uh, one of them was an update because, they, you know, the Ready Roundup is going to have FT8 in it, and, and that just came out. So they're, they're, it's already in the software update. So, um, you know, they're they're getting ready for that. And uh, so it, it'll be interesting. And, and you know, the um, – the Baker Island expedition. Uh, I, the only contacts I made were on FT8. That was the only way I could get through. Oh, did he jump off? Did we lose? <laughs> uh, FT8. It, it, FT8 is nice in that way, especially because it has like a a multi multi contact mode. I forget what they call it exactly. I, I slept since then. Um, but it allows you to kind of jo- join in on pileups and let uh, FTA call users, or not FTA call users, but FTA users pick out uh, multiple contacts simultaneously. So you can really get in. And since um, the WSJT protocols are all weak signal modes, uh, you can get through even on, you know, SNRs that would befuddle any other amateur radio mode. So it's a great thing, which is probably why it's become so popular and ubiquitous. Yeah, it's uh, it's really taken off. So, Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to see if we can find Bill. And uh, we're going to uh, – we're, we're running a little over here. So we're going to take a break. We'll find Bill. We'll uh, – Come back and talk a little raspberry pie and some other things and take your calls uh, when we come back after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it? It's time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with one of these transceivers. First, the ICOM IC7851, the competitive edge you've been looking for. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF and 50 MHz transceiver. It has reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear LO design, a spectrum scope, dual receivers, and digital voice recorder. The ICOM IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants, and just in time for contesting season. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. Featuring RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. 
And then the ICOM IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and an SD memory card slot. Be sure to visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM Radio. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812 Net Ham 1. That's 812 638 4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live. The longer you listen, the later it gets. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring Ham Talk Live. We've been given that ICOM 7300 workout this week, the school club roundup, and it's uh, made a huge difference in our shack. So uh, thanks to ICOM for that uh, radio, and uh, we really appreciate their support on Ham Talk Live. Which is on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll take your calls. If you have a question for us, Bill and Cheryl, give us a call. It's 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live, or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live as well. So we'll go ahead and invite you all to do that. And, and now's the time to to do that. And oh, we've got we've got one here uh, from JD. Greetings from Japan. Thanks for keeping your podcast amateur radio focused and relevant. And uh, thanks for keeping it real and and. So many other podcasts have no ham radio or tech association. So, well, we appreciate that. Thank you for, uh, for writing in here. Well, let's, uh, let's take some calls here. 812-638-4261 is the number to call. Um, but when we last left and, and we're trying to find Bill, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the Raspberry Pi. Now, that's been my experience with Linux. Was we were uh, hosting a, an IRLP and Echolink node um, on the repeater, and, and since I've, I've finally had to give up repeaters because they were too far away, and I just didn't have the time to do them right anymore. But uh, the Raspberry Pi replaced this huge old desktop computer that we had at the site and um it just made all the difference in the world but you had to know a little bit of uh linux to get it going so let's talk a little bit about uh the raspberry pi and and some of the things that you can do with it uh with amateur radio that's definitely a rust thing uh i i only own the odroid but i can tell you my experience with the odroid and running ubuntu on the uh the odroid is is uh, is is great. We actually uh, at the Hamvention last year we uh, set up the big TV that Russ brought over 
for our display and our uh, rolling uh, PowerPoint, or not PowerPoint, but slide presentation, uh, we set that up on our little Odroid uh, X1 and running the latest LHS build of, uh, of Linux for Ubuntu, or Ubuntu Linux. <laughs> and uh, it worked great. Obviously, all the software installed and everything else. But I think Russ has been messing around with Raspberry Pis for quite a while. So, Russ, why don't you talk about your Raspberry Pi experience? Well, I have been dealing with Raspberry Pis for a little while. But all of these, like the Odroid and the Raspberry Pi and the BeagleBone in there, and, and all of these platforms, they all are sort of lumped into the category of single board computers, which is just simply an entire computer on a little PC board. And they tend to be inexpensive, and they tend to have all of the same interfaces, like they'll provide you with USB, they'll provide you with some kind of network interface, like a 1 gig Ethernet. Uh, they usually have an HDMI interface for your uh, output video. And then they will have um, GPIO pins that allow you to do different things with them. Uh, and the GPIO tends to be where these become very powerful because you can build or buy, add on hats or daughter cards to do specific things. So you can turn them into uh, DMR repeaters or Echolink nodes or IRLP nodes or whatever. But at their core, they're simply just tiny little computers. And they're inexpensive to run. You can buy them. You usually have to spend more for the case to put them in than you actually spent for the computer itself. And since they're usually running Atom-based processors, they're um, very powerful um, multi-core processors for the, for the size of the units. Um, because they're based on the Atom chipset, Linux works really well on them uh, because there are many distributions that are built uh, for the Atom chipset. But even the, last, uh, the latest Raspberry Pis will run Windows 10. Um, they don't run them well, but they will run them. So, you know, at the core, they're just little compact PCs, basically. And you can do so much with them. They're very flexible. They're inexpensive. You can, and since the, you know, amateur radio world is, is now computer connected and computer driven, and that's what's keeping amateur radio as a hobby relevant. Uh, these are very popular, um, and and they just have, I mean, there's a million things you can do. I, I don't even know where to begin touching on, on the stuff you can do. And just a lot of different things, and uh, I, I finally uh, got to the point even where I had the um, Raspi sending out APRS beacons for the repeater and, and that kind of thing on the side. And I had another one that was streaming the audio for it. So, um, they worked really well for just that one specific purpose. Uh, you know, it was, it was no problem. There was plenty of power there to, uh, to get the job done. So that, there's, uh, just a lot, uh, a lot going on there. Well, 812-638-4261 is the phone number if you'd like to call in, or you can tweet us. We're at HamTalkLive on there. And, um, Bill, why don't you talk a little bit about um, some of the software that's available f specifically for um, Linux that um, is, is available for ham radio applications? 
Well, yeah, you can just do about anything you want in amateur radio with uh, the software on Linux, uh, all the way from a full-featured logging program like CQR Log, which allows you to do everything from you know doing a DX, uh, you know DX uh, logger. Sorry, <laughs> brain brain is failing on me as I'm driving through Milwaukee right now. Uh, <laughs> full-featured, you know, logbook of the world, club log, uh, you know, just about everything you can do has remote uh, abilities for connecting to FL Digi to do all your digital modes. Uh, WSJTX to do all the FT8 modes, JT65, Moon Bounce, you know, you name it. It's all available in that. Uh, to a very simple, straightforward programs for logging like Xlog, PyLog, Py, or PyQSO, and, and stuff like that. We have a uh, you know, multitude of applications to do all kinds of audio, digital stuff. Like I said earlier, FL Digi and stuff like that. You have LinPSK, Linux PSK, um, among others. Uh, we also have all kinds of stuff for doing uh, training and education, uh, whether you're studying uh, Morse code or studying for your ham exam and stuff like that. Um, there's this package set. Uh, you install a Debian-based system, and that would also be the same for Ubuntu, uh, called the Ham Radio Pure Blend packages. And these are meta packages that basically combine a bunch of different uh, amateur radio applications. <laughs> <laughs> the people in the car are laughing at me. Uh, a bunch of amateur <laughs> radio applications <laughs> for for just about every every task, and it's all separated out by the task, like whether that be satellite, rig control, logging, uh, antenna building, anything. I mean, it's just amazing what's out there, and that's a, that's a great way to start. And uh, we put together uh, some builds of Ubuntu with all those packages pre-installed, and they're available from the the LHS podcast website, you can find torrents for those and download those ISO images. And you can basically boot up a live image of Ubuntu on your system without ever installing anything that already has all those ham radio packages there. So you can try them out, see if they work and, you know, configure them, whatever you want to do. Um, it's a great resource uh, to, to, to get started in Linux. And uh, I can't recommend it any more than that. Well, lots of, uh, lots of choices there. And, uh, you know, it's just so stable, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the blue screen of death all the time. And, and, you know, I won't say it never happens, but <laughs> seems like it's a whole lot less. Yeah, it's very, it's a very different world these days and uh linux is very stable and i'm always amazed at what it uh especially ubuntu they've, they've done such so much work and so much effort in making those the packages and the, the operating system stable that it 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 does seem completely different so if you haven't tried linux in a long time it's it's definitely a, a good time a good time to try it because uh, you will definitely be impressed with how well you know devices connect um it's, it's sometimes it's almost magical how it uh, connects to random wireless printers that are already connected on your network that you did, that you would think that you have to manually search and install printers and and all this stuff and find drivers for you really don't have to do any of that stuff anymore it's 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 very much a, a plug and play operating system um, you know when it comes to amateur radio stuff yeah you do have to do a little configuring because we do things a little different in the amateur radio community. So, uh, yeah, I mean, expect a little effort there, but everything else, just using it for your daily driver is, is, is a no brainer these days. 
Well, here we go. 812-638-4261. We're about to uh, finish up the show here, so if you're going to give us a call, uh, you need to do that here soon. Or uh, you can tweet us. We're at HamTalkLive on Twitter. If you'd like to uh, join in here and ask a question from uh, Russ or Bill or Cheryl, uh, be sure to do that. And and Cheryl, we've, we've kind of haven't heard a whole lot from you tonight so so i wanted to take the opportunity here which you you know the the website says that the recipe part of the program the the recipe segment is is the uh, audience choice award winner Do (laughs) do you have a good recipe for ham uh, actually, I do have a good recipe for ham. It's the, and, and Russ, I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. When Russ first moved to Missouri, he would not eat ham until he actually was able to partake of um, baked ham at Christmas with my mother's glaze recipe on it. And now it is his go-to on ham. So... And he's usually the one going, no, 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 I'll glaze it, I'll glaze it, let me glaze it, I want to glaze it. <laughs> so, I was actually trying to look at our own website to see if you've talked about this particular I ham recipe, I and, I, and I don't think you yeah, have. So, no, I don't think I have. So now, since you've mentioned it here, that's what you're going to have to do for the next one. Well, that's fine. I can do that. So, so. glazed ham there will be the recipe on the next show. For this show. next show, yeah. <laughs> okay, you heard it first here, folks. It's yep. going to be on the next LHS podcast, so you'll have to do that. Now, now, do you have recipes for things when when you like you know know that you've got a podcast coming up, or or when you've you know, uh, you've got a Linux install coming up? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we do the um, I guess you'd call like the heathen you know show with the the booze and not, not heathen hedonism he, oh heathen excuse me <laughs> um, we haven't gotten into heathenism heathen, yeah. yet so that's a whole other thing. yeah well anyway <laughs> that's um, another show yeah. <laughs> we we do that show every other monday so you know we we tend to to record our short episode show our short topic show and that you know our our hedonism show the same night uh so i do have a little bit of time to think about okay so you know what recipe am i going to do this week and most of the time though not all the time i i offer a recipe that is like a a staple in the house or whatever i love to cook and i actually do uh professional cake decorating so russ gets a little bit of everything thrown at him in the house and we had a discussion a few weeks ago where so far there's only been a couple of things that I've ever fixed that he has requested to not be fixed again. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure on both of those, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> so but. I, I would like to jump back real quick to what Bill said about, you know, when, when you're using the Linux operating system, sometimes we do things a little different. And by we, he's talking about open source and Linux and, you know, specifically. I would like to point out that the the purpose of Linux in the Ham Shack is to get you over those hurdles where things are a little bit different, um, where there might be you know a little bit of consternation in your mind or a, a topic that isn't really clear or anything like that. 
But if you if you if you're of a mind to migrate away from Windows or from Mac OS and to use Linux and to to make it powerful for you and to make it do all the things you want to, that's really the primary focus of the show. So we have a lot of resources. Our website is searchable. We have really good show notes. You can go through all of our back episodes and catalog and see all the things we've talked about. And we really try and make the transition or the day to day use of Linux easy. That that's really the whole point. Um, even though we do touch on other things. Okay, very good. Well, uh, we are about out of time here tonight, but I uh, want to thank you all for coming on uh, the show and uh, remind everybody again of the uh, website. Which is lhspodcast.info. That's Lima Hotel Sierra Podcast.info. Don't forget the info. Everyone does this whole com thing. Nope, not com. Dot info. Yeah. Got we got to got to be a little different. So you know that it, was it is. And, it was, <laughs> and yes, and it was cheaper. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we're going to uh, wrap things up here. Uh, Bill, any any last words from the land of cheese? Oh, Bill's gone a while. I was going to ask him for a cheese recipe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have we should have a cheese recipe since he's in Milwaukee. All he's right. there. Right. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the show, and we invite everybody to uh, take a listen. And if you're trying to um, make the switch to Linux, uh, that's a great resource for you. LHSpodcast.info. And um, check out the show with uh, Russ and Cheryl and Bill. So thanks for coming on. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Okay. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Russ Woodman, K5TUX, Cheryl Jones, W5Moo, and Bill Stearns, NE4RD, lost somewhere out in Milwaukee. And uh, we invite everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in. Invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time when Glenn Petrie, KE4KY, and Gene Spinelli, K5GS, will be here to talk about the Ducey Island expedition. And we hope to talk to Gene live from the island next week. So hopefully that will all work out. And uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit HamTalkLive.com. And if you like HamTalkLive, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps others find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Thank you.